Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
words impact. Hallelujah. Let the ancient words impart. Hallelujah. Is it wonderful to see children who were born in this church? They were born here, dedicated here, and now they are ministering here. Wow. I say they were born here, dedicated here, and they are ministering here. Hallelujah. It's too powerful. I say it's too powerful. Yeah. Ancient words. The whole, almost everybody in this choir was born here, dedicated here, and they are all ministering here. It's a wonderful thing. It's a blessing. I say it's a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Come, let me pray over the offering. Beautiful, beautiful. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just too beautiful. Hallelujah. Yep. It's, it's, it's nice, I tell you. Amen. It shows that God has blessed us. Because it's, it's a very painful thing for your children to deviate from the God of their fathers. See, and it can happen. It can happen. You understand? So it's a blessing when your children, I want to say, the, 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 the uh, one who's blessed, your children shall be like olive. Okay, olives around you. Hallelujah. It's one of the greatest blessings. Your children shall be like olives around you. Hallelujah. Because one of the heartaches or one of the most painful thing most uh, one of the most painful thing most Christians or pastors go through is for their children not to serve the God that they serve. Hallelujah. Because to you a Christian, the most important thing is your salvation. You understand? Your salvation comes first. That's the most important thing as a Christian. Do you understand? Because you believe in eternity. Do you understand? So even though most Christian pastors, parents, would like their children to become an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, an architect, or whatever, the most important to them is their salvation. So when their children don't serve God, it's like it's a wasted effort. So we are blessed to see the children who were born here, dedicated here, now ministering in this church. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. All right. Good. Are you awake and alive this morning? Is your brain sharp enough? Okay, let's memorize some verses. One, two, go. Isaiah 2, 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Isaiah 2.2. Go, again. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Isaiah 2.2. 2. There's a lot of things that, that will happen in the last days. Okay, this is one of the last things that will happen in the last days. And which, for which we are in. We are in the last days. Because the science point that we are in the last days. 
And the Bible says, in the last days, the, uh, the mountain, okay, of the Lord's house will be established above the mountains. You understand? Because so there are so many, you see, because there are a lot of mountains. There's a financial mountain. There's a political mountain. A mountain is something that is prominent. Do you understand? Do you understand the best? When you say something is a mountain, it's something that is prominent because you can see it. And a lot of things are becoming prominent. There's a financial mountain, political mountain, uh, social mountain, uh, misbehavior mountain. The mountain of sin. They're all getting prominent. But God is saying that the mountain of the Lord's house, which is the church, it will rise above all that. Hallelujah. It means the church will be stronger than government. The church, you see, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted. You see, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exo- established, shall be established in the top. So, like, there's a mountain here. There's a political mountain. There's a God, um, financial mountain, economical mountain, uh, social mountain, uh, whatever, uh, educational mountain, um, misbehavior mountain. Sin mountain. They are all there. And then there's the mountain of God's house. And Bible said that mountain is higher above all the mountains. It means the church has become stronger than any institution in the last days. The strongest institution will be the church. And say that and it will be exalted above the hills. It means it will become very prominent. Do you, do, you, do you hear? It will become very, very prominent. Amen. And it says, and all nations shall flow into it. Hallelujah. Yeah. It means the church will become international. Hallelujah. Yeah. It shall come to pass that the mountain of the house is it is one of the prophecies of the last days. Because, you see, the Bible talks about a lot of... See, it talks about in the last days that even sin will abound. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you can see that the world is getting more sinful. Some things that were abomination a couple of years ago, now they are normal. Nobody even blinks an eye. But some years ago, you see, ah! now it's normal. It's part for the course. Nobody even turns an eye. And you must understand it. That's the scripture. That's the Bible. Those are the prophecies. You see, Jesus Christ said, a man went to sleep. He said, a man went to sow on his field. Then after that, he went to sleep. And then, whilst men slept, you see, somebody came to sow tears. And then, when the disciples, when, he, when the man woke up, he said, Master, didn't you plant only wheat? How come they are tears? Let's cut it out. Let's weed it. And the master said, no, you don't. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. You don't cut it. You don't cut it. Because you may make a mistake cutting the good ones with the bad ones when they are young. So let them grow together. 
So it means that with time, the battles will become big because they are growing. They'll get stronger. And also the good things will also get stronger. Both will grow together. So as sin is getting stronger in the world, the power of God is also getting stronger. Do you get it? They are both growing together. Hallelujah. So we are about to see more miracles in the church. We are about to see more, more supernatural things in the church. Just as we are seeing more sin in the world. Oh yeah. Sin is going to, we haven't seen nothing. It's going to get worse. But the power of God will also get stronger. That's how it's going to be in the last days. Yeah. We'll see both. Hallelujah. But in the end, the mountain of the Lord's house will rise above every other church. Hallelujah. So don't be faced by the news. Don't be shocked. When we see all the parade, don't be surprised. We haven't seen nothing yet. One day we'll have a parade where people will be naked in Manhattan. Oh, they are doing it. Forgive. Naked. Naked. Write it. Forgiveness made easy. But as they are walking naked, so will the blind begin to see. The deaf will hear. One day somebody will stand at Times Square and raise the dead at Times Square for them to see. <laughs> it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Yeah. One day the cameras, ABC camera, NBC camera, they'll all be standing at Times Square and they will see they will see a cripple stand up and walk in the name of Jesus. And their cameras will be on it. It will happen. They should watch and see. It shall come to pass. Not only naked people will walk there, but a cripple will also rise up and walk. Hallelujah. It shall come to pass. Yeah. Amen. Alright, let me go back to bearing fruit. We are in the month of evangelism. That's why we are dressing down. Hallelujah. Even though some of you are dressed down, looks more nicer than you when you are dressed up. <laughs> I don't know whether you have really dressed down. Hallelujah. And um, last week I shared to you about I mean, reasons why people don't bear fruit. Amen. So I'm talking about fruit bearing or why you must bear fruit is another way of saying it. And I think um, last week I spoke to you about the chokers. Did I talk about the chokers? The things of the world choking you, isn't it? Isn't it? That sometimes we are not fruitful in the church because the cares of the world and the cares of the world are normal. Everybody has cares. Including even the little ones. They all have their cares. Their homework. Their homework. Their friends not liking them. The teacher. Who doesn't like them. They are not having enough sleep. How many, what? How many likes? Uh-huh. How many likes you got on Instagram? It's a care for them. Can you believe it? It's a care. I don't have enough likes on Instagram. 
So in your case, case of school fees, children, marriage, these are cares of the world. You see? And not all, you see, and not all cares are sins. Some cares are legitimate. Bills are legitimate. School fees is legitimate. Going to work is legitimate. Being married and trying to make your, hap- your wife happy is legitimate, even though it's a difficult job. <laughs> it's difficult, but you try. Are you hearing me? I mean, m- maybe I should say the reverse. Trying to make your husband happy is a difficult job. It's a very difficult job trying to, be, trying to make your husband happy. It's a difficult job. But trying to make your wife happy is an impossible job. <laughs> that one is impossible. Are you hearing me? Yeah. But they're legitimate. There are things you got to go through. And sometimes distance choke the word of God. You become unfruitful. You see, the word choke me that it... Choke me that something was beginning to grow, but something carried off. It means you heard the word, you are eager, you understand the preaching, but somehow, somehow, you wanted to go for evangelism, you wanted to win souls, you wanted to do more for God, but somehow, the daily mundane task of the world chokes it out. And sometimes you need to pray about it. To pray about that, I kill, Lord, help me to kill the chokers. Amen. I said amen. Because they are designed to choke. You see, pray to God that he will give you a superior wisdom to overcome. I said a superior wisdom to overcome the chokers. So that in spite of the chokers, you can be fruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Because you're talking about fruit bearing. And the most important thing about you shall know them by their fruits. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, Christianity is determined by the fruit you bear, not the words you say. Hallelujah. Because some people have a lot of words, but you don't see it in their fruits. They have words. Words. But the fruit doesn't show. And Bible says we shall know them by their fruits, not by their words. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus Christ said that even if you don't believe me, believe me for the work's sake, for the works. He said, believe me for the He said, I came from the Father. What is word? You don't believe that? Okay. You don't believe that I came from the Father? Fine. Then believe me for the works. Hallelujah. Believe me for the works. Because he told them I came from the Father. People say, no, you, are, you, say, you, you blaspheme. You say you are from God. You are a blasphemer. It's okay. You don't believe that. Then believe me for the works. Just look at the works I'm doing. The blind see. The lame walk. The deaf hear. The dead is raised. The gospel is preached to the poor. Can't you see that? Believe me for that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying believe me for what I'm talking about. Just believe me for what you are seeing. The works. Hallelujah. Because there are many Christians who talk a lot. But you don't see it in their works. Long speeches, but no fruits. 
They scream, they yell, they pray for long hours. We don't see the fruit. That is why God said that you shall know them by their fruit. You shall know them. You shall know them. You shall know them. So that's why I keep on telling you that from, from today. Don't judge anybody by their words. Judge them by their works. Not words, by works. Hallelujah. Yeah. Is somebody spiritual? See, don't judge the person's spirituality by how long the person's tongues are. Killer. Krebe. Fasakate. When they start the tongues, like that, someone's starting backwards. Hey. Kato. It's nice. But the Bible didn't say that you shall know their spirituality by their tongues. It says the fruit of the spirit. Okay? The fruit of the spirit is. Now he begins to list the things that make somebody spiritual. Do you get it? God has always gone by it. So he said you shall know them by their fruits. Let me continue. So, so you know, know everybody by their fruits. Hallelujah. And God has always used that method. That's why even in Malachi, he said that if I be your father, because people have a way of calling the pastor reverend, daddy, daddy. Now there's not the commonest term in almost every charismatic church. Daddy, 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 daddy. You know, stop those daddy, daddy things. Stop those daddy things. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Oh, daddy, everybody, now they don't call them pastors anymore. Daddy, 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 my father, daddy, my father. Stop those words. Jesus said, if I be a father, where's my honor? It is your honor that shows whether I'm your, your, my, my, your father or not. No you yelling, daddy, 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 daddy. Not the words. Not the words. It's my honor. Say, if I be a father. Where is my honor? So your honor proves. So somebody may not even call the pastor father, daddy. But the way he honors the pastor, that person is more of a child than the one who is always singing daddy, 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 daddy. Daddy for what? And a lot of, most of the church, daddy, daddy, daddy. No, no, no. If I be a father, where is my honor? Your honor speaks more of your relationship with the person than your words. Jesus Christ always said that. Go by the fruits. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I spoke to you about things that chokes us or, or things that make us unfruitful. Yeah, things that make us unfruitful. And last week I spoke about the cares of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Today another thing I will speak about that, makes, that can make you unfruitful. Okay? Or not bear fruit. is distractions. Distractions. You see, distractions. Yeah. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. It's one of the nicest verses in the Bible. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast. You see, there are a lot of things that are trying to distract you. There, there are a lot of things that is trying to distract us from the church. Let me talk about the church. You see, when you t- take even the church, which is the, the institution of the church, the only institution that has been given the mandate of winning souls is the church. The only institution that has been given the mandate or is assigned the, the duty or the job of soul winning is the church. No other institution has that job. It is the church. And if the soul of a person is important, then the church better stick to his job. I say, if the soul of a person is important, then the church better stick to its job. Amen. If you go to school, If you want to school, right? What grade are you in? Give me a microphone. I'm going to, yes, huge. Because her mother is here. Give me a microphone. You want to, what grade are you in? Huh? 12th grade? 12th grade? 11th grade. 11th grade. Good. And if you went to the school, and then last week, the teacher comes to the class and says, today I'm going to teach you about how to win souls. The Great Commission. And then you start soul winning. Then, that's for the first lesson. Then next week, they come again. We're going to teach you about the art of evangelism. Is it a good school? Will you go to that school? Yeah. Where they don't teach you chemistry? I would. They don't teach chemistry? They don't teach biology? I mean, if it's, only, if it's one of the classes. No, no, no. That's what they are, all that they are doing. Oh, okay. oh, no. Even if you say you want to go, ask her mother, will you take your child to that school? No, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I said, ask her mother. Even if you say you do, you send your child to school and then she can say, Mom, today we learn about soul winning, Holy Ghost baptism, outreach and evangelism. No chemistry, no physiology, no biology, no science. Will you take your child to that school? I will email the professor. Huh? I will email the teacher. You will email the teacher? Why will you do that? Because initially that was not part of the curriculum. That is not why, why you send your child to school. If you want your child to learn biology, if you want your child to learn about soul winning, church planting, you have taken your child to a Bible school. You did not send it to that school paying all that high taxes for her to go and learn about soul winning. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So what I'm trying to tell you is that no institution is interested in soul winning. The banks are not interested in soul winning. The hospitals are not interested in evangelism. I mean, I can't imagine we go to the hospital morning report. Say, well, okay. Yes, you know about the morning report. Then we say, okay, let's start. Um, 
the act of soul winning or laying hands on their sick. Morning report. When patients are lying down, the hospital will be empty. Church, are you hearing me? So no institution has been is involved in that. But, and if this scripture is true, what shall it profit a man? If this scripture is true, we say that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And that the soul of the person is the most important thing. And the great commission is go ye into the world and preach the gospel, preach, uh, 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 baptizing them in the name of the Lord. If these commandments are the most important commandments, then do you see the great danger when the church gets involved in teaching physiology? The church gets involved in teaching financial economics. Mortgages and how to pay the mortgages. How to prosper. And then we leave the most important pain which is soul winning. You see, and I'm sharing as well, there is a lot of pressure and distractions on the church. That most churches have not deviated from the real gospel and are involved in all this of social organization. To, and, 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 and the distraction is it is put in a very nice package. And the package is so that you can be socially relevant. So if you are not involved in schools, hospitals, feeding the poor, the church is not socially relevant. Distractions. The focus on soul winning has been distracted. Which is the main thing. I, somebody told me, I don't know if it's somebody, but somebody told me, about a very rich man that we all know. He went to a church. He went to a church. Very wealthy. One of the wealthiest millionaires in Africa. He actually went to a church in South Africa. Somebody, a friend of mine was telling me, he went to a church. And he heard about all these smart goals, how to make it, how to make it, I mean, prosperity, you know, establishing financial stability in the, in the church. And this, this guy was a millionaire. A wealthy millionaire. One of the top millionaires in Africa. This person was saying that he left the church. And then, so later on, when he met another pastor, he said, I did not come to the church to learn how to make money. I know how to make it already. That's what he told him. He said, I did not come to the church to make money. I know how to make money. More than you, the pastor. So I didn't come for you to teach me Six steps to financial freedom. I was looking for, he said, I came looking for something else. Not to, not to, for you to teach me how to make money. Money? I know how to make money more than you. And you know how he told this person? Because she was coming, in fact, it was Bishop who was telling me, this person was coming to Ghana. And then his pastor called, this is from South Africa, South Africa and his pastor called. So Bishop said, oh, on Sunday, he was coming for a meeting, top political meeting, you know, to money, money meeting. And so, his father called, he's going to be in your church. And Bishop said, oh. and, the, and the pastor told me, he said, look, 
He's in church every Sunday. Don't worry. Don't worry about him at all. Once it's Sunday, he will come to church and worship. So when he came and Bishop was preaching about sowing, that's why he told you this story. That I went to a church. And the pastor, he, he, he said, money? <laughs> You're going to teach me how to make money? Please. <laughs> I can make more money than you. So he was looking for something else. You see, and, and sort of, he sort of shamed us that we have deviated from our course. Let me tell you something. The only institution mandated to preaching the gospel and saving souls is the church. And if the church deviates, oh yeah, if the church deviates, see, if the church deviates, then the scripture that says that, Rachel, you are the salt of the well. And if the salt loses its taste, okay? If it loses its taste, then the Bible says that there, put, show me that scripture. It is good for nothing and men trample upon it. Show, show me that scripture. Show me that scripture. The salt of the world. You are the salt of the world in Matthew. If the soul loses its taste, then is it cast out? Ye are the salt of the earth. Okay? But if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. Good for nothing. The only reason why we all buy salt is for the saltiness of it. If, if the, it becomes, if it loses the saltiness, then it, what, what else can you use salt for? You can't use it for decoration. You can't use it to bath. It is good for nothing. And anything that becomes good for nothing, but it's to be cast out and to be thrown under the foot of men. Hey, you see, another pastor also told us, he said sometimes pastors are complaining this world, they, they, um, they don't respect the church. They are always insulting the church. They are always, always walking over the church. They, they are trodden. And the pastor said as much as he does not agree, sometimes it is it, is, it needs to be done because the church has lost its salt. And if you lose your salt, that is why they will walk and insult you because you have lost your salt. You have no use. You have no use. So you say, oh, the politicians are insulting the church. People don't respect the church because the church has lost its use. You have a lot. The church has lost its relevance. Because it was meant to be a salt. It was meant to be the institution for winning souls. But when we deviate, then you open yourself to be trodden or down upon. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Distractions. Be steadfast. Back to that scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Unmovable. Always abounding. Always abounding. I can teach on the scripture. Always abounding in the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Be steadfast, unmovable. Listen to me. Let me talk about steadfastness. Anything that you do at a long time, you, 
Anything that you stay at for a long time, you prosper. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what it is. Even if you are selling peanuts, if you do it long enough, you make money out of it. Preaching. Anything. Anything. If you do it long enough, you prosper. See, that's why, you see, in front of somebody, the person, you see, uh, one of the friends told me, say, look, because we had a, another friend who, uh, like two guys, one of them was looking for this high degree, high, high degree type of course. And his lifestyle was that because of that, he never got any steady job. He works here for six months, then he's laid off. You know this type of job that is not secure? They offer you a lot of money to come in, but the job doesn't last. Your jobs. You see, they pay you big money for six months, but the next six months you're looking for another job. Versus this one, they don't pay you a lot, but you always have a job. And the friends say, look, look, he said, listen to me. Once you are steady at it, in the long run, you make more money than this guy who gets one victim, boom, next week empty. Boom. No. Steady. 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 So you find out the guy who has a steady job. Yeah. And I also advise people that, look, when you are changing job, think about it carefully. Think about the steadiness of the job. The longevity. Yes, this one looks very good. But as it... Six, uh, three months of the year, you are out. All your savings, you chop it. Then go look for another one. It's not the same as somebody who has something steady. It may not be big enough, but the steadiness... That is why, that is why even it is the soaking rain that makes a plant grow than the torrential rain. The torrential rain just runs off, but it's the soaking rain. Ta-ta, ta-ta, ta-ta. Every day you have a job. Every day you have a job. Every day you'll be more prosperous in 10 years than the person who has a job this year, next year, no job. <laughs> yeah. Steadfast. Unmovable. Unmovable. Oh, is it unmovable? Because, you see, there are a lot of things that are planning to move you. Look, I can go. Even, even where you stay. You find that when you stay there for a long time, you save more money. Because every move is expensive. Even your car. You find that a guy who drives the same car for a long time in the long run makes more money than you are you. Every three years you change your car. Study. That is why it has even been proven. People who marry for a long life, people who marry for a long time are financially more stable. Because every new marriage is expensive. <laughs> She look at her. Oh, you see, the bed that you are sleeping on, well, you know, honey, I think we have to change this bed because she's thinking about the other woman in the bed. You have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. You have to change. As soon as she enters the house, the bed, it brings memories. So, can we change the 
Yeah, take the bed. Then she will say, this picture on the wall. I don't, I, it's, not, it's not my taste. Can we change it, honey? The curtains, I'm coming. Can we change it? Even the microwave. I mean, how can microwave be attached to one woman? A microwave is a microwave. But I said, well, you know. <laughs> her, all her pictures must be removed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's expensive. This is expensive. But if you stay with the same one, whether she's fat and stick the same thing, their bed may even be broken, but it will not be changed. Study. Anything you stay at it, you do well. Yeah. That's why the Bible says that. That's why the Bible links prosperity to stability. It says, planted by the rivers of water, you shall bear your fruits in its season. Anything that is planted. And it's simple. No matter how big a tree is, if you keep on moving the tree from year to year, it will die. Once anything is planted, when you transplant, it will die. Once it remains stable, it will grow. That is why even members, church members who stay in a particular church grow more than those who move from church to church. They grow more. They become more fruitful than the one who is moving from place to place. There's an anointing here. There's a prophet here. You, you zero. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Stability. Stability brings flourishing. You cannot be moving all over the place. Hallelujah. Yeah. Learn to overcome distractions. Yeah. Learn to overcome it. There's too many distractions in your life. Yeah. Be steady. Anything stable. Be steady in your relationship. Look. The truth of the matter is that most people are not what they look like. Okay? So, even to know what a person is, time has to reveal it. That is why young ladies... Don't marry anybody after a short relationship. Let it be long. Then you will see how the person looks like. Because short relationships are deceptive. With time, you will know his mood, his anger. But when it's short, you will know. You, see, you have to know how the person behaves in the winter. And then you know how he behaves in the summer. Because you have to know the spring behavior. Maybe in the summer, he's a summer guy. So in the summer, he's very nice. But maybe in the winter, he's most depressed and annoying. So but you, if you don't see that part, you will think it's all summer. But so wait. Take the relationship through winter, spring, summer, and fall. And run it another cycle. And make sure that you are sure about it. <laughs> it's a good policy. Run it. Be yeah. steady. cannot change course to course every semester. That's why, that's why you haven't finished. You started 
as a biology student, second year, now you are doing engineering. Third year, you are doing architecture. Now you major architecture. Now fourth year, you want to change it to fashion. Wasted money, employed everybody. Study. And it goes on to say that always abounding in the work of the Lord. This is very for as much as you know that your labor. You see, this I want to conclude by this thing that your labor in the Lord is not Lord, it's not in vain. It means that some labors can be in vain. Listen. Make sure that at least you are laboring for the Lord. Oh, yeah. Your labor in the Lord. It is only in the Lord that your labor is not in vain. Haven't you been at a place that you have killed yourself? Then they come and say, we are downsizing. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> you labored. You went to work. I mean, you want to show that you, are, you, you woke up at 5 a.m. First in, just a train, you work, you close late, you don't even have good dinner, only to be told. We are sorry. And that's it. So if you put what I'm saying, if you put all your trust in that work, you see how depressed you'll be. That is why you must be in the Lord, because that one is not in vain. That one is not in vain. That one is not in vain, Maria. That one is not in vain. Yeah. That one is not in vain. I had a boss. I had a boss. Who later on used to give me a lot. And I remembered. But he, he gave me a check. And later I went to the bank. Confidently. Check bounce. My work or work, work, work. Zero. Yeah. I'm labored in vain. I go straight to the bank. <laughs> His bank. And cash it. I stop putting that guy's check in my Because <laughs> I don't trust him anymore. Yeah, that's my wife. From that day, when he pays me, I think he had a, what was it, a Fidelity Bank also. I walk straight to the bank. Just give me cash. Because this guy's check, if I put it in my account, I'm a, the bank may charge me extra fees. Later on, one day I heard him discussing with another doctor. He was a doctor who had his own practice. His other colleague was telling, oh, you work these people too much. That's the amount of patients that you're supposed to see. But he would double book. So that we are always busy. You see, do you know his answer? Do you know his answer? You'll be surprised at his answer. That's why you be careful about how you, who you are laboring for. That I overheard. That I am keeping them so busy so I don't have time to think about another job. You see, by the time you leave, you are tired. Because when your mind, it, it, it is the idleness, not being preoccupied, that makes you think of. Shall I, you know what the guy is? <laughs> A cool temperament, so I was cool. But as a reference, hey, me, I was cool. But this is my reference, reference. He's a girl, man. He said, straight. <laughs> I was cool. You see, 
But <laughs> what he didn't know is that even though I was cool, what I am thinking, I won't tell you. So he was shocked. He was shocked. At, uh, you see, he knew Reverend Fletcher would react. But me, he didn't know that. So, because I heard from T.D. Jakes, sign that you are powerless. That's why you throw your hand. That's why children throw their hands. They, they, they. That's why, you see, you see, when you have power, you know. The reason why you throw your hand is because you are powerless. But when you have power, your boss will not come and shout at you. You just sit in the room quietly and write notes, and that's it. Because people with power, they don't shout, they decide. I told this guy that, hey, you don't know the power that I have, you wait and see. He was shocked. He was shocked when I told him I'm resigning. I mean, Ryan Fletcher, he went, I saw Ryan Fletcher, he, he went and fought with him, so he knew that this guy. He <laughs> said, oh, Charles, are you sure? I can't increase your salary. I said, listen to me, Jack. This is, this is the other aspect of me that you don't know. That I decide. <laughs> yeah. It was, my labor was in vain. It was nothing. Every day. Every day. I go to work. The hospital. You see the hospital? What about my hospital? When you enter the foyer. One of the amazing things that anytime somebody dies, they put the person's picture in the foyer. I don't know what they saw in your hospital too. Or the unit where the person was, they put the picture there. And every day, I mean, it's a big hospital. So with a lot of employees, so once a lot of people, people die. And Rachel, one of the every time I walk through the front entrance, you see a picture there. So and so has passed away. They know right what where he worked. It's not shut down. Minute, it doesn't even close down by a minute. Yeah. No, 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 no. It always gives you a revelation that these people that you are laboring for, the day you drop dead, they... it continues. I have not seen any place in the hospital that had been shut down because the person there was dead. Even one day, one particular nurse, she was working. She was at work. She was at work. And then she had a complaint of chest pain. So she, they brought her to the ER. Within minutes, she was dead. At work, oh, she came downstairs and she died. The unit was still open. Patients were, work continues. So if you think you are that important, think twice. Where you are guaranteed that your labor is not in vain is when you work for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. Listen to me. I have served God for a long time. I have worked for God for a long time. And I can say without a shadow of doubt that this scripture is true. My labor in the Lord has never been in vain. Yes, it may be challenging. It may be difficult. But it has never been in vain. Labor. That one is not in vain. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because he's faithful. I say, God is faithful. Yeah. See, God is not like that, my boss. Oh. God is faithful. 
Hallelujah. That's why David said, I have been young. I have been old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, he's, you're labor, you are laboring for God. It will never be in vain. It will never be in vain. God is not a man that he should lie. I'm telling you something. I want to conclude by saying that no matter what you do, your work for God should become important because that one is not in vain. Your boss can lie to you. Even your husband can lie to you. Even your wife can trick you. But your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's what it is. I've served God. You know, you know how long we have served God? You, you have served God for a long time too. Yeah. Beginning of the church. But I'm sure he can also agree with me that your labor in the Lord has not been in vain. Other labors have been in vain. But not the one in the Lord. Church, are you hearing me? So be ste- let's be steadfast. Let's be unmovable. We must always abound. And we must always abound. Because our labor in the Lord has not and will never be in vain. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of God. Our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ever true, changing me and changing you. We have love with all. Holy words. Holy words. Yes, Lord. Lord he says your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the Lord. For your labor in the Lord. It's not in vain. Your labor in other areas may be in vain. But God is faithful. His year is year. And his amen is amen. That's why David said, I'll be young. I've been old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken. No, he sees bed for bread. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, I have been young and I'm old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed back for bread. Church, the God you said, he's a faithful God. I said, he's a faithful God. I said, he's a faithful God. Therefore, you must be steadfast. You must be unmovable. Let no situation or circumstance distract you from serving him. May our labor continue to abound. Faithful is he who has called. The Bible says, faithful is he who has promised, and yea, he will do it. He said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. A thousand shall fall on your right, ten thousand, it shall not come near your dwelling place. Have I said it, and will I not do it? I will keep you, and I will protect you. I will give you my peace, which is above every understanding. 
I will provide for you. My angels shall keep watch over you. For yea, you have saved me and your labor will not be in vain. I will give you what money cannot buy. I will give you what money cannot buy. Because I'm the giver of life. May you serve me. May you trust me. Put your hope in me. Not in a man. For the arm of flesh will fail you. Thank you Holy Spirit. For these ancient words. In Jesus name. And let the saints say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seat. And get your first and best ready. Let's get your first and best. Sing. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.